1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bengal Show. This is episode number two. Just two. I'm not used to saying a number that that's uh that's that low, but you gotta start somewhere. I'm your host, Chad Dotson. Uh with me today for our kind of kind of quick uh reaction podcast is your buddy Joe Farzing. How are you, Joe?
0: Um, not as good as I was at about one o'clock, but we're starting to feel a little bit better. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was uh, that was one of the most bizarre games of American football I've ever seen in my life. And we'll kind of uh, recap it here. But, but the, here's where I want to start. I want to get your opinion on this. I probably should have uh, teed this up for you before we started recording. But I came away from that. I mean, there are lots of takeaways. Um, you know, the, the Bengals looked unprepared. I have questions about coaching decisions. There were a lot and- of takeaways
0: by the Steelers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there, were, there were a lot of literal takeaways by the Steelers, absolutely. But I came away from that thinking, the Bengals are so much better – than the Pittsburgh Steelers, it is unbelievable to me. Yeah. I mean, the Bengals played as bad as they could have played pretty much uh, on the offensive side of the ball anyway and still should have won that game. So that was – I guess if I'm looking for reasons to be optimistic. I think it's, if you come away from that thinking that the Steelers are going to be better than you thought they were going to be or something like that, I don't – no way. Um, no. I, I, and, and I'm still just as optimistic about the Bengals. So I'll let you uh, tell me where I'm wrong.
0: No, I think you're right on. Uh, the Steelers were gifted 17 points. Um, I mean, they had four turnovers at half, and they were up seventeen to six. I mean, that's pretty bad. That you know, pretty bad indictment of their offense. Um, if they're missing TJ Watt, I mean, he's possibly thought to have had a torn peck. I mean, that's probably season ender. They're in a lot of trouble. Uh, Trubisky, they they didn't make the killer play. I mean, didn't make the killer mistake. There was no turnovers. Uh, Bengals didn't cause any sacks, but that's the best they can do. I mean, Bengals had the ball what? twice as long they have 170 more yards on offense it that the Bengals were still in when Burrow was doing his best Oprah impression you get a pick and you get a pick and you get a pick I mean that they were still able to should have won the game on a couple of different occasions I mean that that's an indictment of how the Steelers I think are going to be yeah I think so but that, good I'm glad that they're going to be bad I hate that they're
1: 1-0 now but um, the, the, the glass half full part of me wants to start with the defense the defense kept uh, the team in the game and just um, time and again came through. And uh, even when they were put in a very, very difficult positions by all the, all the turnovers. So that's an extremely, uh, uh, you know, hopeful uh, takeaway.
0: Absolutely. I mean, the, um, uh, outside of not being able to cause a turnover, you know, they didn't have any huge game-changing plays. Uh, they ran the ball, uh, had the page appeared, um, Steelers ran the ball for a grand total of 75 yards on 22 carries, 3.4 yards. That's doing a really good against a team that's geared to run the ball. Um, again, N- Najee Harris can't run the ball against the Bengals. This is three games in a row. He had 10, ga- 10 carries for 23 yards, 2.3 carries with a long of 11. I mean, that's they absolutely shut the run down. If it weren't for Claypool getting a couple end-arounds, there would have been nothing. Um, on offense, they had, what, three decent-length passes like a two to the tight end, like on a screen and, and one kind of, uh, the firm, made a heck of a catch, but everything they kept in front of nothing up behind them. They, they played lights out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: like and nothing, nothing to, you know, to be upset about.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. And even some room for room for improvement as well. Yeah. Um, now the, the other side of the ball, you know, uh, and I guess I've buried the lead here. Uh, the Bengals, uh, lost 23 to 20 in uh, the last play of overtime in the season opener against the, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And um, there are going to be some people that are going to uh, probably already don't ever go on Twitter, uh, but I'm sure there are people already condemning Joe Burrow um, and Evan McPherson, who did miss uh, some, uh, an extra point and a, uh, and a field goal. Um, to me, you pin, your, pin your blame on this offensive line. And I, although Burrow deserves, uh, you know, Burrow did not play his best game, but the offensive line. And of course, the problems with the kicking game were not McPherson's fault. I'll let you go whichever way you want with, uh, with either of those.
0: Yeah. if I am mean, first off with the kicking game. Um, yeah, I was just reading, uh, ESPN, th- their beat writers, uh, recap, and they didn't mention like the, the, the line was about McPherson mixing kicks. Well, they were missing their long snapper. They were both the extra point was a high and extremely slow snap back to Huber. He had, you know, he got it down as fast as possible, but they gave, um, Patrick enough time to get around the edge and get a finger on it to block that. And the field goal, my issue with that is more of the play calling. Why were they, when you have a, when you're missing your long snapper, because um, Clark Harris had an injury earlier in the game and you, you're to a backup tight end who clearly didn't do well on the, you know, on the first snap, why you're kicking it on third down instead of trying to get a first down or marching down to get a touchdown. That's another story. But again, this <laughs> the field goal, Snap was really high. was really snow, slow. And Huber, I think, should have just uh, should have just dumped the play. Should have just caught the snap and uh, grounded the ball. You know, new down to the you know, fourth. Then tried to get on fourth down. That's why you do it on third down. But it rushed it. Lace, you didn't get time to get the laces turned. McPherson rushed the kick. And, it was, I mean, it missed it by 15 yards. I mean, it had no chance. As soon as it came off his foot, immediately gone. So, um, And then Burrow... I'm going to put more on Burrow with the caveat. This is the worst game that he's played as a pro. It's probably going to be the worst game he's going to play all year. Right. Without benefit of being able to go back and looking at the tape and seeing what he missed on some of those interceptions. I mean, he just had a bad had a bad game. He made a couple bad calls, a couple bad reads, and the Steelers made a couple great plays. The strip sack, um, a great play getting around. Um, I think he came, came around Volson. And then T.J. Watt's interception. Yeah, made a heck of a play. I mean, he's a All-Pro linebacker right. for a reason. I mean, he's making—he's the second highest-paid defensive player in the league behind Aaron Donald. There's a reason that that he's getting all that money. He just made a hell of a play, so you just tip your cap to that.
1: Yeah, you know, um, the start—the game starts out. Uh, the uh, uh, Burrow is sacked. One of one of seven sacks, I believe, uh, he had today. And then interception to their next play, and you're thinking, oh, my goodness. But I just thought, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, and, and it did not really get better ever. Uh, a nice uh, 59-yard field goal by McPherson in the first half was nice. But uh, essentially, seven sacks today. But I did see kind of the caveat that someone uh, mentioned. This was our first time playing together at game speed uh, for a long time. And so – um surely they're going to, going to improve. I, I think maybe we, we're going to talk uh, – you've already mentioned the questions about why to kick on third down. I've got some real questions about the Zach Taylor. But, you know, maybe not taking that last preseason game a little more seriously, that could have helped uh, – I, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just uh, – I'm a soccer fan. I don't know what I'm talking about. But any thoughts on – about this offensive line and, and their ability to improve? Because if they don't improve, uh, we're in big trouble.
0: Yeah, I get the arguments both for and against. You know, resting the guys, letting them sit. Um, you don't want to wear them down. This is a longer season, you know. Last year was the first 17-week regular season. That's an extra game of wear and tear. And you don't want to put any more additional wear and tear in these guys that, you know, that, that you're gonna be counting on. On the other hand, you have four new starters, and something is nice. <laughs> I have no Man. idea where that's coming from. <laughs>
1: the riverfront dance uh, project here.
0: I would love to turn that off. So I can figure out where that sound is coming from. Hey, I got it fixed.
1: There we go. Fantastic. <laughs> I, had to close I, out the
0: window. I had to close out the window with all the uh, stats that I was looking at. So that's great. I'm running naked again. Um, with the four new starters, the only live full speed reps that they had were still just in the practices against the Rams. So, do you risk a game like this to where, I mean, it it clearly, they looked like they hadn't played together. I mean, just some of the miscommunication. Um, I mean, they're talented offensive linemen. It's not like these are the scrubs that were out last year. Um, Do you risk having a game like this earlier in the season or do you risk putting your guys, you know, in, in live fire, you know, then risk an injury in preseason. So it's, you know, I don't have an issue with either one. Um, Steelers played their starters all three preseason games. Uh, Harris, uh, Najee Harris, and uh, Deontay Johnson both got injured in their uh, – uh, uh, during preseason games. So, I mean, this clearly is an argument for both. So.
1: One more uh, issue. We're kind of jumping around uh, too much, but uh, maybe. But one more issue with Zach Taylor that I wanted to mention to you. That last drive by the, the Steelers in overtime in which they, uh, they won the game. Uh, The Bengals drive stalled and they had to punt the ball away. And they had 15 seconds left on the play clock when they punted the ball, giving the Steelers 15 seconds of extra time. That seems like basic, you know, uh, Madden NFL uh, clock management to me. And um, I don't understand why someone didn't pick up on that and say, hey, let's run this (laughs) clock down. That's like, that's high school sports stuff. It uh, seems like to me, anyway, hey, Listen, me me criticizing a, a coach that just went to the Super Bowl, but hey, that's what we that's what we do here at the Riverfront. Uh, any thoughts on that?
0: That's why we do the hot takes immediately after the games. Um, no, I listened to this press conference, and he was clearly not happy with the way that everything went down. Um, he made it very clear that like, he's not really, he wasn't blaming either Huber or, uh, again, you've got Mitchell Wilcox, the backup tight end, backup uh, long snapper, he's the one out there on the field again. So I don't know if it was just them wanting to get the snap off so that Wilcox didn't feel rushed trying to snap under the gun or what, but it seemed pretty clear that he was not pleased with how that you know that gave him an extra 13 seconds and they ran the clock all the way down and kicked the, you know kicked a 53 yarder at the gun. So those 13 seconds were pretty important. I, I would have run it down and taken the delay of game and you know so. That way you're not feeling rushed, but that's me, not them.
1: <laughs> right, right. Uh, so anyway, enough of that. Let's let's talk about some individual performances. Uh, now, before we get into the individual performances, anything else you want to say? Just that uh, kind of uh, your your biggest takeaways from the game.
0: Deep uh... breath and relax. It's the first week. Um, again, I'm not. I, I'm concerned about Higgins' injury. You can. It was a big difference when he went out. They were missing. Uh, they're stuck throwing to Mike Thomas down the field. There's a couple of plays down the sideline. If they had T. Higgins six foot four inch frame and catch radius, you know there, there were plays to be made. There was the um, uh, they had the one drive to where um, Jamar caught the ball that could have should have been a touchdown. Caught it at the goal line. They they um, marked him out at like the one foot line, and they bad set of play calls, but. They could have used someone with his, you know, height. You throw the ball up to the goalpost and let you know let the guy go up and grab it. So,
1: and, and, think, and if you haven't heard, T. Higgins went out with a concussion, didn't yeah. return, and I guess uh, we'll wait and see what the the protocols are going forward uh, when he'll be available. But presumably yeah. next week. But um, yeah,
0: you, you would hope so. Good. But I mean, that's you know, I mean, sometimes it's a couple weeks. Sometimes you know, right? mean, um, yeah. it really depends on how quickly. I mean, the brain is kind of an important part of the body, so you want to make sure that you're as healthy up there as you can be um, brain is the brain is not
1: that important here at the riverfront. Just so, so everyone, but you already knew that. So anyway,
0: everybody who spends a second on Twitter is very much aware how little exactly. brain is actually used. <laughs> um, I was kind of hoping that they would have used Peyton um, Hurst a little bit more. Uh, like, I mean, I, I think there was uh, a lot of plays to be made with him, their linebackers aren't very good in coverage and he's a huge athletic target over the middle. I mean he still had a decent game. He had uh I believe five grabs for 46 yards. Um Yeah, I mean, I if you watched you better have watched the uh episode number 1. I said he was going to have a big game, but
1: <laughs> no, I didn't I missed that. Was that on Was that here in this this podcast feed?
0: Um <laughs> I don't know. You got to your brother about that one. I don't know where he put it. Yeah. I couldn't No, I did it. this <laughs>
1: It was great. Let me just say that Hurst really quickly. Uh, the first ball that was thrown in the first time he was targeted, I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to love this guy. Because it was the second drive, uh, and um, it was for a first down. He got the ball. And he dragged two guys. I mean, it was like he was, I don't know, two, two yards from the uh, the first down line, and he just dragged two guys across. I was like, I'm, I'm getting this first down. I'm not letting anyone get in my way. I'm like, this is a guy that is going to be popular in Cincinnati. If this is the type of player he is. So I'm eager to see what he does going forward as well.
0: Yeah, I mean he's 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 a better receiver than CJ Uzama could ever dream of being. He's not as good of a blocker, but he's a lot more athletic. He's got a lot better hands. I mean, if, if they can put him in, even if they just replace the targets that Uzama had, because I mean there's plenty of other guys to give the ball to, uh, he's he's got a chance to have a huge season. So I'm excited to see. Again, this is week one. I'm not going to get doom and gloom. Just reading because it's fun more than anything else. Reading some of the comments on some of the things that people are already saying. Uh, to fire zach taylor i'm like he just took him to the like (laughs) i have issues but the guy just took him to the super bowl and this was one game where your quarterback gave the ball away three separate times on you know doesn't matter what play call you have if the quarterback throws the ball right to the other team you know it's it's a little difficult to win yeah that's that's not really zach taylor's fault yeah you could put behind the eight ball a little bit
1: yeah. Although, you know, uh, again, uh, there are real reasons to criticize his performance today, but there are reasons to criticize a lot of performances today. It is. It's week one. And as much yeah. as I like to um, get doom and gloom, um, I, you know, I don't see any reason whatsoever to do it after this performance. Yeah. Uh, I just think everything can be I, I, I'm, count, I'm counting a lot on what people are telling me about this offensive line. Um, but uh, everything that went wrong today, uh, other than, you know, Higgins getting hurt, hopefully that gets corrected soon. But yeah. everything else is, is fixable. Uh, by uh, by just some hard work and, and some reps. That, that's my opinion. And, and you know what? We still have Joe Burrow. And Burrow did, you know, I mean, his, his overall numbers didn't look uh, great, but he was 30 through 53, through for 338 yards. Um, and uh, he was also a throw into, I don't know, I just uh, – my eyes kind of get, I, I get, get a little watery. It gets, gets misty in here when I just uh, watched Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, to me, was fantastic today. And uh, what he have? He had ten catches, I think. Uh, ten, yeah, yeah ten, 10 catches, one hundred twenty nine yards, a touchdown. Yeah. Oh man, I love those guys. And you're right, you're right. Not having Higgins though. I, well, we're lucky to have Chase uh, and 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 Boyd as well. But um, anyway, uh, but what what did you think of the,
0: the receivers? And what did you think of Joe Mixon? Um, Mixon was fine. I didn't like the play calling of the, for the running attack. They kept trying to go between the tackles when it after the you know in the second quarter it became clear that there wasn't much to get. I mean, he had 80, I'm trying to find, I I'm think he like 83, 82 yards, um, 27 carries, 31 yards. So you take that one carry away, and he's at 26 for 51 yards. That's less than two yards a pop. I think I good. should try to get him. No. Again, I I want to wait and see when, um, when all the stats come out to see where the runs went, if there were more, you know, how many actually went outside. But it seems there was an opportunity to get the ball outside the tackles you know, sweep, toss, whatever, whatever play call you want to do. But they they decided to stay, you know, try to keep the runs inside just for the cutback lane. So
1: what are the big takeaways?
0: On to Dallas. Oh, wait a minute, That's Bill Belichick. Now um, <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, Clark Harris is fine. Otherwise that they had the uh, uh, training camp battle with Cal Adamitis. He is on the practice squad. So if there's any, you know, if there's anything long term, you at least have a guy that's worked with your specialists through the whole uh, training camp. Um, honestly, this is a game I think you just you look at the tape, you know, you've got 70 minutes of tape to look from. You kind of go over once, then you throw it in the garbage. Um, offensive line, I think, again, with more communication and just more reps together as a unit, it's going to look better. I mean, it's even in the worst games of last year, the, the line barely looked as bad as it did today. And that's with inferior talent. So I'm not worried. I'm not happy, but I'm not worried about how it's going to be long-term.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's any reason whatsoever to be, uh, to be too concerned. I mean, I should yeah. be concerned. I mean, it was ugly, yeah. but um, no reason to give up hope uh, just yet uh, at all. Um, Alerted
0: but not hitting the panic button yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, it, it is, it's game one. It's a long season. Uh, you know, there were times early in the season where you would never have guessed last year, this team was destined uh, for such big things. Um, yeah. so, so, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's pump the brakes just a little bit, but, uh, also be realistic about this team. You know, last year w- they made it to the Super Bowl, but it wasn't like they ran away, uh, with the AFC. And so, you know, um, it's going to be a tough slog this yeah. year, but, uh, there's no reason whatsoever why they shouldn't be there, uh, all the way to the end. Uh, can I mention one thing, uh, quickly, and qu- then I'll let you say whatever else you want to kind of wrap sure. up your thoughts. Um, at, at, at the Riverfront, we have uh, this thing called uh, Patreon.com/RiverfrontCincy, our our family, our group, uh, where we you know talk and hang out and uh, you know if you, you can go support us if you want to there. But uh, we decided to do something uh, unique uh, this this year, which is a Survivor Pool. Now I'd never done a Survivor Pool before, but I've known people that have. Joe, what's going on with our Survivor Pool uh, at the Riverfront?
0: I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, <laughs> I- don't think I ever want you hosting this again. I think it's just going to be Nate and me from now on. No, so
1: <laughs>
0: sorry. I, I had I had to do that. I'm, I'm sorry,
1: but <laughs> now, now you're on the on the spot.
0: Yeah, the only two who are actually out of the survivor pool right now is your brother Nate, who picked the Jags to win, which I had to question his intelligence on that one. <laughs> um, and I picked the Colts to beat the tight or the Texans because the Texans are. Terrible, and then they went ahead and tied them, which knocks me out. I should have realized that the Colts haven't won an opening, uh, hasn't haven't won their opener in nine seasons now. So maybe I should have done a little more research on that.
1: Nah, nah, just uh, just having fun with you. Um, yeah, Nate, I don't know what you're thinking about, but uh, try, he's trying to sneak one by in week one and save save some teams for later. I think, but uh, I'm still. Gonna throw what, one of
0: those.
1: Yeah, definitely, absolutely, one hundred percent. So all right, listen. uh, We're gonna the next episode of the show be uh, later this week, and uh, there'll be a lot more in-depth breakdown of what happened. We'll we'll have all the quotes uh, from all the press conferences. We'll get to see how they look uh, during the week at practice, and so we'll be back at you to prepare for the Dallas game next uh, next Sunday later in the week. But um, any any other kind of quick reactions that you think we need to um, deliver here? Uh, Any more hot takes
0: or the uh, hottest? (laughs) <laughs> no, no the, the only thing that I was kind of disappointed in the uh, Steelers have a bad offensive line and they really didn't get any, didn't get a lot of pressure. There's one sack for two yards. That was Trubisky running out of bounds, two yards behind the line of scrimmage instead of flicking it forward because he's an idiot and a bad quarterback. Um, outside of that, he, I mean, he, there, there were a few uh, pressures. There was uh Hubbard almost got a safety um on one, but it, he had, more time than he should have had for you know for a team with a bad offensive line. So that's I would hope that they you know that's something that they can fix you know stunts you know blitzes whatever. But it's one thing that I was pretty disappointed on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. There, there. I don't know. There, there were no not very many good things to to bring from this. But uh, but I do come back to what I where I started, which is that it was clear they were the superior team. The Bengals were the superior team, and. Yeah. um I don't know. Uh, fingers crossed that uh, that they can get it right going forward. Uh, Joe, this is the first time I ever uh, talked about the Cincinnati Bengals, really, uh, in public. Is this a dangerous thing for me to be doing?
0: Well, I mean, you're used to sadness with the Reds, so, I mean, this is more optimistic <laughs> sadness, but it's still a lot of history of sadness.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't want to, to – to, I shouldn't uh, mention all the people that uh, – tweeted at me saying just as soon as uh, the riverfront starts getting into the Bengals, like what happens? Yeah, it's probably my, my fault. So no, next week's going to be a big win against a uh, team that, the, that we have some history with. And uh, not really, don't really have any history at all with, with Dallas, yeah. but uh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I tried to try to go into the,
0: I don't know what i was doing there. Try to add some intrigue into the, uh, I was trying to, the whole I, thing. I, yeah, this would be my it, last the, appearance. It's the L Collins Bowl. That's what it is. And know, <laughs> uh, Auzio played for the for the Cowboys too, so. All
1: right. Well, let's uh, you know, I am looking forward to hearing uh, uh the analysis on the next uh, show and uh Joe, man, I really appreciate you always uh, uh being our go-to guy for the Bengals here and I'm excited about the, you know, you and I've talked a little bit, but this is the first time uh, I've got to be, join you here and I'm excited about this project. I think that uh I think that we are going to have Way more fun following this Bengals team this year than we have with the Reds. And so I'm excited yeah. to have an outlet for us to get excited again.
0: Glad we're always, always happy to be here to help out, so.
1: All right. Well, this is the Riverfront, episode two of the Bengals show. Uh, you know, we come, come at you uh, every week and then uh, hopefully uh quick reaction podcast when we can. This has been the first quick reaction podcast to the Bengals 2320 23-20 loss in overtime uh, in opening week. Um, join us next week. Always follow us. Wherever you find uh, podcasts, search for The Riverfront. Give us a follow. And uh, we're also going to be on – this will be on YouTube as well. So give us a like and a follow there as well. Joe, man, always fun, buddy.
0: Chad, take care of yourself.
1: All right, for Joe Farsing and I don't know who, uh, Icky Woods maybe. This is Chad (laughs) Dotson saying so long, everyone.